live hi everyone welcome to another episode of switched on with me your humble host paul alogbe this is a podcast where i talk about anything and everything on my mind this week and um yes this is episode 27 of the podcast really really getting close to that episode 30 which was my goal for the end of the year to hit episode 30 so um it's been fun i'm really enjoying what i'm doing right now so um yeah i hope you guys are enjoying listening to the episodes i create and um with that being said just a quick recap of what my weekend what my week has been like uh, since my last episode um it's been good um uh, just been busy with work and i'm in life and stuff like that um just no, I mean, trying to make sure I just keep a good life balance. Christmas is coming. I know we're still in November, but I'm already kind of like in that Christmas festive season mode already. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to lights, uh, fireworks. I'm just looking forward to good food, chilling with family, you know what I mean? Just being that whole festive self. So looking forward to that, spending time with family. So yeah, it's been it's been good. Um, over the weekend, was out with a girlfriend and a couple of friends. And I mean, just went out, chilled. Um, so yeah, just, you know what I mean? work-life balances, make sure all that is good. And I'm um, just kind of like, you know, I mean, making inroads with a couple of um, avenues when it comes to life, um, when it comes to making connections, um, some of which would have an impact on what happens with my podcast as it goes forward as well. So yeah, got some ideas for some great episodes to come. Uh, I'm going to have some guests on, so that would be good. I'm looking forward to creating those those avenue of those conversations and then share with everyone that is going to listen or watch my podcast on the various DSPs. Uh, but yeah, today's episode is kind of like a follow-up of the last episode I did, um, which I touched on um, the World Cup and Qatar. Um, and over then there's been, I mean, there's been stories, there's been stuff that's happened and a lot of it is quite interesting for me because, um, I quite, I mean, I, I, I analyze quite a lot of stuff. I kind of, that is a lot of information and I kind of like look at where things don't really make sense or things make sense. I just kind of like call stuff out when I see stuff. And this is me kind of coming out to say like, you know what I mean? Like no one is perfect. I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. There ain't no cancel things happen, reality, we have to find ways to kind of like, you know what I mean, maneuver around stuff and have to make stuff better. Uh, but yeah, as we know, the World Cup is happening in Qatar right now. Um, it's been a couple of March, I think it kicked off on Sunday. And um, yeah, it's been interesting. I'm not really a big football football fan in that sense because um, in the past, I used to be heavily into football, especially when it comes to like World Cups, African Nation and stuff like that, those kind of tournaments. But now I'm just like that doesn't really phase me that much um but it's been interesting to kind of see how things have developed around the story of Qatar hosting the world cup and um and for me it's just something that kind of made, made me feel very uncomfortable is the heavy-handed criticism that Qatar has faced um um in the past couple of weeks and this is me coming to admit that Qatar is far from a great place as a country as an establishment as how things are run over there for me it isn't my cup of tea but i'm well aware of how things are the reality of it things are never things are never as rosy as people try to paint it to be life isn't as rosy as people try to paint it to be i try to live with the reality of what things are in front of me and uh yeah kata isn't really a great place when it comes to what we claim as human rights and like people's right to be who they want to be to to live how they want to live their life and stuff like that um but yeah as we know kata is um uh, um it's a very small country um with a with a population of um i think about a few million but with a core 
with those that actually hold citizenship in in the country, I think is about three hundred and thirty thousand people, but that hold citizenship in the country, but they do have a massive um, um, expatriate community there of like two to three million people. So, um, and it's, it's predominantly uh, an Islamic country. Um, so that is just the way it is. It was actually a former, um, I think the word is um, protectorate of the United Kingdom. So basically, in a, in a sense, it was, it was ruled and governed by the United Kingdom until like, I think it was like the 1970 something. I can't remember exactly the year or so. Um, so yeah, you know what I mean? Qatar is quote unquote a, in my mind is quote unquote a, a sort of like early development stage of like a state, a sovereign state. Um, but this is quite heavily, you know what I mean? Heavily gas producing um, um, sovereign state oil basically got a lot of oil so it's got, <laughs> it's got a massive footprint uh but yeah around around basically um i i just i've always had this kind of like this issue with when people get very heavy-handed and criticize something without admitting that you know what i mean like not everyone is perfect and this is not me trying to like cover up for the for the qatari government or whatever the case might be it's uh for me the style and the way they want to hold hold things isn't really for me. I I, I believe in people's right to be who they want to be, live live how they want to live their life, be free to be free to date whoever they want to be, date, be in relationship, and just be happy. You know what I mean? So far, you're not hurting anyone, but I'm well aware that that isn't the case for everyone, and that's not the case for everywhere around the world. Even in the quote-unquote Western world, whereby we think everything is all nice and rosy, or where people try to make it look all nice and rosy, if you dig a bit deeper, you find out that there's quite a lot of there's quite a lot of issues: discrimination, sexism, homophobia, whatever the case might be, is way embedded in those in those areas. And I'm not trying to say like this is not me trying to say the West hasn't progressed in like human rights or whatever. It has progressed, but there's still a lot to be done, uh, which is why I've kind of like. I've kind of be very, I've kind of looked at this sideways when I see a lot of people try to like criticize Qatar. Don't get me wrong. The way the way in which Qatar was granted <laughs> to host the World Cup, we know it was quite dubious. You know what I mean? There was a lot of money. There's a lot of money, you know what I mean? A lot of fraud and stuff like that that was done. But that that was a time when they got that. You know what I mean? We can definitely scrutinize the process at which they got what they got. But we're here now. And um it comes down to how do you protest? In another person's country, and um, we, we we've we've had people wanted to go over there and like they want to show solidarity with with um with 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 the LGBTQ com- plus community over there, which I totally you know I mean cool I'm in support of show your support and stuff like that. But when <laughs> when you have the the government of the country saying we as a country do not support this. Da, da, da. how do you then end up maneuvering around that situation what sort of pressures or what's or what sort of how do we get into a dialogue and i think that for me is always where i want to go to is how do you have a dialogue how do you get to have a dialogue without having to take such drastic positions because a lot of like i've, I've been on I, I go online I, I listen to what people are saying i listen to how people are commenting about this and a lot of it has always been around the sense of like oh no they are wrong they're wrong we need to we need to cancel them which and i'm like <laughs> it's so easy for people that live in a bubble 
in quite a safe bubble to throw stones, to fling stones, without actually knowing how maybe your own system or your own country functions. And um, yeah, we had we had the um, we had the England football team wanted to show you know what I mean wanted to show support by wearing an armband. And um, I thought, you know what? That's actually nice, you know? Like, I support, I support, you know what I mean? Like, you want to wear an band, go ahead. But then FIFA and um, FIFA and um, the the Qatari government came back saying, nah, we don't want this. Because it was going to be like a one um, a one love, one love and band, and band um, supporting the LGBTQ plus community um, and showing solidarity with them, which is all well and good. But then when, <laughs> but then it was it was so it was so interesting where right? this was like heavy up there. We had people like yes, I should do this. Da da da. The um, listen, the England captain was like forefront of this. I mean, the FA team was like at the forefront of this. We're gonna do this. And then the moment, the moment there was a pushback, the moment there was a pushback, it all crumbled. It all crumbled. And this is not just the England. This in the um the 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 England team. There were a couple of other countries as well. That literally had to like, you know what I mean, like, oh, we can't do this. <laughs> we can't do this. And I think it was like a like Wales was involved as well, Belgium, Germany, Denmark, and like some other some other some other teams as well. We ain't gonna wear the armband once the air once fever, FIFA and the Qatari government has been like, No, we don't want this. And for me it calls into question as are footballers the right people to front or as celebrities or those that have a bit of fame, are they the right people we need to put our expectations on to help fight a cause? Why are you putting them in a very, very compromising position? That's a debate that I'm open to have because for me, I do feel like we have elected people in government to fight those fights. I don't expect to then put a a celebrity or someone with a bit of, uh, with a bit of public um, status at the forefront of a fight I'm trying to fight. Because I'm well aware that everyone is human. Everyone is human. And everybody's risking something potentially. And I mean, there's been there's been ways where people have protested at the tournament. For example, we had um we had the Iraqi team, no, um the Iranian team protesting the best way ever against not the not the Qatari government, but against their government in Iran that is cracking down on 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 the civil right movement over there right now by just not singing the national anthem. That was one of the most powerful moves I've seen any group do at that stage. But they did it knowing fully well that they're potentially risking their life. No, they are risking their life, not potentially, they are risking their life. Because the moment they go back home, these people could be executed, imprisoned or executed and just disappeared from society. And that there is scary. But they had the balls to stand up and do that. Do that knowing fully well that, yo, this could be the end of us. For me, I mean, that's why you know I mean? a lot of people have different things they're fighting for. And it's sad that they had to go do that knowing fully well that they could end up being by the government so it's scary scary that this is that this is the case but i do hope that they don't they don't get i mean they don't get they don't get wiped out 
because that's what that that's what the Iranian government is potentially going to do. And there are hundreds of people that the Iranian government is looking to max ex- um, execute because of the movement right there that's going on right now. So I think I think there's so much ways whereby things can be done to protest, but at the same time, I'm well aware of the human element to it, and people do it in different ways. And over the week, since like since literally the World Cup has kicked off, a lot of things have been kicking at the back of my mind. In the last episode, I, I spoke about how um, for the construction of a lot of the a lot of the infrastructure for the World Cup, a lot of migrant workers had to be shipped in, brought in, and literally made to slave, like in order to build this stuff. Paid cheap labor, way, uh, literally paid pennies. Um, um, had they had some of them had their passport confiscated, uh, conf- <laughs> taken off them. Never, never not break the English language. Taken off them. Most of them are literally working themselves to death. A lot of people have died, according to reports. And the scary thing about about it is, not a lot was shown about that. Not a lot of light was shot. What this thing was. Uh, um, um, was put on this. There, there was stuff in the news over the years, but not heavy criticism. We had the human rights organization saying, oh, the root of like, yo, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. We did not hear from FIFA. We did not hear from the uh, from various countries and the football body in the government, say, um, government, governing body to say, yo, listen, no, we don't want to do this. We're not going to go. If we know that this is what is happening there right now, we don't want to go. We can't support this. We can't support this. And for me, I feel very uncomfortable because I've said, I've said a lot of people talk about like, yes, nah, you know what I mean? Like we we, we, we don't support we, we don't support the government's crackdown when it comes to LGBTQ plus people. No, 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 we don't do that. The infrastructure that people are sitting in, even though you don't agree with it, the infrastructure you're sitting in, was built off the back of quote-unquote slave labor. Of quote-unquote slave labor. I don't see people saying, no, I'm not going to go to Qatar. I don't see people saying, I'm going to go. You literally sit in, in a place that was that was built, quote-unquote, of the sweat and labor of people that weren't properly compensated. So how much did you give a fuck? How much do you actually give a fuck? Are you just gesturing for gesturing's sake? Because, take for example the England team. The England team can say, you know what? Now nah, we're not gonna go. We're not gonna go and support a government that has that has created this tournament, that has utilized people. A lot of people have died in the creation in the creation of the infrastructure. Basically, we're gonna be playing on a football field that has been built by by slaves, by those that have been uh, mistreated and stuff like that. No, we're not gonna do that. But that's the question, how far are people willing to, you know what I mean, push for a course? So it's just, you know what I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just interesting, might not be the right word, but it's just interesting and that's fair to see. Like, there's just so much. And I think there has to be a lot more scrutiny done when, when it comes to actually picking who hosts the tournament. Because we can go back retrospectively and look at other countries as well that are quote unquote Western countries that are quote unquote like you know what I mean oh we're more we, we're a lot more progressive and stuff like that, but some of these countries had some bad fucked up policies. 
some some heinous policy. The UK, for example, I forget. That. I think the World Cup in nineteen uh, nineteen sixty six or whatever the case might be. Let's not forget. During that time, there was it was it was illegal to be gay, and also they had those signs: no Irish, no blacks, no dogs. So is anyone is anyone gonna have the full right to be like, yo, England, shut the fuck up? <laughs> you can shut the fuck up. You ain't you ain't the mightiest of mightiest. You don't have the cleanest record for you to then go around pointing your finger at everyone else and be like, yo, 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 yo. Which is what I think it's all about a dialogue. You can't expect everyone to be at your level. This has to be a conversation and you have to you have to take people along with you. You can protest as much as you want. But if you don't have the right way of having a dialogue with people to actually show people that, yo, listen, it's not about beating you with a stick. It's about how can we have a dialogue to for us to share this carrot? That's what it should be about. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, there has to be a lot done. Because what does that mean? Does that mean that fever would never, ever, should never, ever grant any country outside the West any chance to host a global tournament anymore. Because you can't say China should host a global tournament if China is known to, you know what I mean, uh, uh, um, 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 to put Muslims in concentration camps, um, to have slave slave laborers that work in fucking fucking twenty hours, uh, twenty hours a day. Um, um, most of the stuff we're, bi- we're, we're um, and listen that they're building and shipping around the world and make are made of the back of those that are in concentration camps. Is that what you're gonna say? Are you gonna pick the continent Africa and say no country in Africa should be able to host the World Cup because, um, as we know very well, not a lot of African countries are support of of LGBTQ plus. So, you know, I mean, we have to start asking ourselves a lot of those questions. If that's the case, then you know I mean, and some of the commentary around Qatar, the heavy-handed commentary around Qatar, has been quite. I don't like to use the word Islamophobic to kind of push it in that sense or just racist or whatever, but it does feel like that. It feels like you're belittling people, like you're demeaning people for who they are because of either the culture and I mean the the the, the heritage or something like that. Which you know, I mean we can criticize something that doesn't stand up to the standard that we want it to be, whereby it comes to love, freedom, freedom of people to do to do and be who they want to be. But just some tones and some languages around it does feel a bit discriminatory even though you're trying to <laughs> you're trying to oppose a government that is discriminatory of some people's rights you can't then pile on with your own words and be the same thing so and i mean it's 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 just it's just something we have to be very careful of but then for me the crux of it all the reason why kata has been in my brain for a, a while now because I'm well aware of Qatar has a heavy investment. <laughs> this is what people don't want to really talk about. Qatar has a very massive investment around the world. And the UK, London, England, is is it's it's heavy. Which is why I always have the question like, yo, why is it that the, the British government wasn't really pushing for human rights when they had slave laborers working and trying to build this and, and, and this thing, build this tournament, build the infrastructures around this tournament. Because during this period of time, 
Qatar has been heavily investing and pouring in money, billions, into the UK economy. Most people are not aware of that. It's fucking shocking. Most of these celebrities and wherever that you see that we see them pointing their hands, criticizing Qatar and stuff like this, are the same people that are going to be supporting businesses that are heavily owned or have investment from Qatar. And those companies or businesses or whatever might not exist or might not have a leg to stand if it wasn't because of the investment that was coming out from, from Qatar. And there are quite a lot of them. Heathrow, I think, like, 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 is is a Heathrow we're talking about? Heathrow Airport, Sainsbury's, Barclays, the London Stock Exchange Group, Canary Wharf, Harold's, the Shard. These are places that have Qatar money running it. So you know, I mean, we have to be. It's 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 very very. It's a very very complicated situation. A very very complicated situation because the British government has allowed Qatar to come in and pour his money to invest in our country. Why are we then receiving? Why are we receiving money from a country that's quote unquote so awful? Why is the British? Why is the British government allowing such a massive investment? from Qatar, if you believe this country is so awful when it comes to human rights, if you believe this country is so barbaric, it's in the fucking dark ages, it, 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 it just, it's not, it, it, I mean, it's not worth it to host a World Cup or such a global stage or whatever the case might be, then why the hell are we receiving money, investment from Qatar? In just the capital alone, of, in London, the city itself alone, Qatar is, Qatar is, is, buying and just bankrolling a lot it's like the the, the, the qatari government and the um Al-Tanin family have so much investment you see in hotels the savoy um uh um the churchill growth um, um house suits and, and a lot of other hotels around i think it came up it comes up to about five billion in investment like they are bankrolling a lot of these places. Is it is it is it is it is it retail retail stores, um, um Valentino, um luxury brands and stuff like that that are bankroll by Qatari money. I'll put the link in the description to this that actually outlines areas at which the Qatari government and the Qatari family have investment in. It's crazy. The map <laughs> looks wild. <laughs> is, it, is it a lot of mansions across London that is owned by the Qatari government? Basically part of the whole housing housing market. Is it is it is it um 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 in, in the Canary Wolf group? I think they paid about I can't remember how much it like about one point something billion or something like that. Yeah, it says it right here. They paid about one point one billion for the HSBC HQ. Um, quarters in, uh, in, in in 2014 and then it took over the canary wolf group as well in 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 um of recent for about close to three billion that is money being pumped into our economy that's crazy shit right? is it a shard <laughs> the shard is basically owned by the qatari government <laughs> i mean like 
I mean, like they've got so much money that they pumped into our economy. It's crazy. Luxury mansions here, and I'm in mean, urban development. They're pumping billions in urban development around around London and the UK in general. Small scale investments here and there around the country. So you know, what I mean, they're spending a lot of money. They have investment in Barclays, Barclays Bank, you know and I mean. About close to two billion in Barclays Bank. Sainsbury's is one of the supermarkets that a lot of people like to run to to buy stuff, partly owned by the Qatari government and and and, and, and some of the Qatari family. London Stock Exchange and stuff like that. So it's like we can't go around lambasting these countries, making them like sound like they come from the dark ages and stuff like that. And then we are then willing to take the money. Because basically, you're taking corrupt money. You're taking, basically, what you're trying to say is, oh, you're a corrupt country that, that we don't like you because of your human rights abuse and stuff like that, but we're willing to take your money. Acting like you said your shit does stink. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I, I think for me, it's, it's this is why I am willing to have, I'm willing to sit down to have a dialogue and find ways at which you can push the conversation and push the discussion and then help create a world whereby people can be who they want to be and live who they want live, live how they want to live but it's not about beating a country with a stick because it never works it never works we saw what happened in iraq you invaded the country of iraq you know what i mean you wanted you wanted to do revolution you wanted to do all of that kind of stuff the moment the military withdrawal happened what happened everything collapsed Everything collapsed and literally went back to how things were. All the all the fights and all the struggles that were made to to try and make sure, like I mean, enough in, in for you to make sure like girls can go to school to get education, get, uh, women 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 can live freely also of some sort with a bit of security and all that kind of stuff. Al Qaeda just came back and be like, "Yo, take that out." Enough. So you can't you can't try to push development and you can't try and push push change by trying to flog people it just doesn't work and also we need to look inwardly as well we need to look inwardly as well because before you point your finger at somebody to tell them they are bad and they're bad look inwardly as well and try to admit that and i mean you're not perfect how can we get better it isn't just about you trying to throw stones at people and 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 I think this kind of leads to like that whole like yo we gotta cancel people we gotta cancel we gotta cancel this we gotta cancel that we gotta it doesn't achieve anything. What it actually does in most cases actually make situations worse, or make people get entrenched in their in the various pockets. And so yeah, that's that's just my take on that. I think. It's just interesting to see how things go. And like I said in the last episode, and I keep saying it again, be careful. If you want to go watch it, if you're there, just be careful. Just try as much as possible to behave in a way whereby they want you to behave. Respect the way they are. Respect what they do. Respect how they want the society to be. And just, I mean, and just respect respect that. You don't have to agree with it, but that's just it. If you want to go there, you just have to respect it. I've been in places whereby I know fully well, like, yo, <laughs> I can't just do what I want to do. I can't just do what I want to be. I want to do. 
even as a black man, I know fully well. I've been to places like I've been to places like Russia, and I know fully well. Like yo, listen, before I left, I had to go do my research. I had to ask questions to people. I ask questions of people that have been over there. I have to ask questions of people they were born and lived over there, and ask them questions like yo, listen, what is life like? What are things like right there? What can you say? What can you do? How do you move around? How do you make sure that yo, listen? And me as a foreigner, cool. But me as a black man as well, yo, what do I have to watch out for? What kind of areas can I go to? What what can I say? What can I do? How do I behave myself? What am I allowed to take? What am I allowed to bring? You know what I mean? Just questions that you got to ask. Um, and the same thing happens if I'm going to be going back to, like, when I go on holiday to Nigeria. Technically, Nigeria is my home. But when I go on vacation to Nigeria, I got to be careful. You know what I mean? I can't just go around doing anything. Just not the case because they have a different way of life. They have the way they do things over there. And I have to be respectful. Even though I don't agree with it, I have to respect it. I can have conversations. I can have that. And I, mean, I, could, and I, mean, I can have discussions with people. But I'm going to be respectful of how people do stuff. Because it is in my place to want to force people to do shit. Because it could easily backfire. I could be detrimental to myself and my life. So... That's just my take on it. Um, I'm not really watching the World Cup, to be honest. Uh, I, I get snippets here and there, but it's not really for me. Um, <laughs> if England wins, hopefully we get like a bank holiday. <laughs> I could do another holiday, but but yeah, that's just uh, that's just it for me. But um, hopefully by the next episode, things will reset a little bit. You know, I mean, we'll move into a bit more entertaining discussions. With that being said, thank you for listening to this episode and see you on the next episode of Switch Done with me, Paul Logue. Peace out.